13-year-old boy from Greenfield, Ohio, named Jacob Stevens, is the most recent victim of TikTok's most recent challenge. Jacob Stevens consumed 12 to 14 Benadryl tablets. That's more than six times the recommended dosage. He was taken to a local hospital where eventually he was declared brain dead and his parents made the decision to remove him from life support. Jacob had spent six days in the hospital with no brain activity. His friends filmed the Benadryl challenge when he started having seizures. They then left him because they were scared, according to his grandmother. How many victims will it take before our national leaders stop posturing and lead on the issue of banning TikTok? It started with, I believe, the Cinnamon Challenge several years ago, which resulted, if not in the death of participants, certainly severe asthmatic reactions when students would attempt to ingest a teaspoon or tablespoon of ground cinnamon and then of course would start coughing and would have difficulty breathing. It has gone from one self-destructive challenge or dare to another, to another, to another. I don't know why Congress has not acted, why the executive branch has not acted to address this problem, to address the source of such reckless behavior by America's youth but for whatever reason, it has not. Let's take a moment today and connect the dots. We know that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company that in turn has close ties with the Chinese Communist Party. We know that fentanyl, for example, flows virtually unstemmed through our southern border. How does fentanyl get to the southern border? Well, that's thanks to the Mexican drug cartels, but the actual fentanyl itself is produced in China. So it goes from China, one way or another, to Mexico, and then from Mexico through our southern border into American society. TikTok is the most popular of social media platforms in this April of 2023. They promote reckless behavior, dangerous behavior, deadly behavior. And this Benadryl challenge 
is just the most recent one. So we have yet another victim, in this case a 13-year-old named Jacob Stevens. His grandmother is devastated, who he lived with. She really does not understand, like many older Americans do not understand, the influence that social media can have over its viewers and listeners, its followers, its subscribers. Every day, every school day, and without a doubt, every day period, my students are on their phones. My students are following one TikTok real or short or another. And it is a, uh, an obsession. It is something that um, some students will say they will admit that it is an obsession and others, quite frankly, are in denial. But I think it is clear. Uh, as a matter of fact, in uh, the, the next several weeks, I want to start collecting data on TikTok usage. And I will use as my control group um, my students. It will be voluntary on their part. It will be anonymous. But I really think that um, something has to be done. It is more than an annoyance. It is more than a distraction. It is a threat whose target are American teenagers. And um, I am I'm concerned. It is something that I have uh, discussed in past episodes of uh, this podcast. And it really is something that um, I believe needs to be addressed along with several other issues that uh, inevitably, if not addressed, will uh, contribute to uh, the downfall of American society as we know it, if it hasn't already. So um, that is where we are. I think that we uh, should be proactive. I think it behooves uh, anyone and everyone who interacts with um, our youth to take a stand. Under the, the law, the, the term is in locum parenti, in the place of parents. It is something that during the school day, teachers and administrators fill that role. It is something that we have to, as a society, take a long and hard and frank look at. It is not just a generational tug of war. It is, in fact, war. And we have to recognize it for what it is. And young people have to wake up and they have to understand what is at stake. And frankly, it's, um, it's their health. It is their physical health. It is their mental health. Uh, 
and their well-being. And um, I believe that we have to move forward on this issue. Maybe it will start by communicating my concern to our congressmen, to our local state legislators. Maybe it will require more and more individuals following suit and doing the same thing. Maybe if enough people demonstrate that they care, the light will go off and our national leaders will realize that this is an issue that they can no longer ignore, that um, they have just closed their eyes to, and for whatever reason, have um, decided that it can't be that important, but it really is. Okay, so this episode has taken a, uh, a different twist than I had originally intended. I think it is a call to action. I think that call to action is needed. It has to, it has to begin. Uh, and as the proverb goes, the longest journey begins with one step. And so this is it. This is the, the first step moving forward. I will try and include an update in future episodes uh, just to let you know what I have done, when I have done it, and what the reaction, if any, has been. Thank you for listening to this episode of Law with Mr. Lafayette. Please subscribe or follow this podcast. It is available on many listening platforms, and I hope that uh, you will enjoy it, but more importantly, I hope that you will consider what I am suggesting, the path that I am suggesting that we as a society follow, and that is demand action, and demand that that action take place now. <laughs>